Yo, it's so good. We're recording, by the way. Right, cool. <laughs> cheers. Dude, cheers. Yeah. Wait, so what is this beer? What is this? It's from... Wait, talking to the mic. My bad. Now you're good. It's called Frankensmiggles from Pontoon Brewing. <laughs> Wait, it's called Frankensmiggles? Read it. Pontoon Brewing. And then here, you can read what's in it. <sighs> Pontoon Brewing. Um, Pontoon Brewing Frankensmiggles. It's literally a picture of Frankenstein and... Is that Tricks? What's the rabbit's name? It kind of looks like like the Tricks rabbit, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty like an experimental beer, I think, but I don't really know too much. I would about say like it's very experimental. And- yeah. So, um, all right. So before we get started, um, hello and welcome to the Graham Radio Podcast. Um, today we have a very special guest, Dylan, the art dealers, and we are in my room and you're the second person ever to witness the road. Ca- Dude, do you know how fucking epic this thing is? Dude, this thing literally... Has changed the podcasting game. In, they know about in it every way. The the listeners. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've talked all about this thing. I can't f- shut the fuck up about this, dude. It's like incredible. So yeah, Dylan of the Art Dealers is here, um, and of course, um, check out uh, the post game mixes. Um, got wow. This is a terrible introduction. Here, let me just run my ad. Hold up, Harry Blues Gin. I mean, it is just absolutely fantastic. Um, I have been drinking Harry Blues Gin for about. Two weeks now, um, not, not, um, okay, I, I've been, that was, okay, I started drinking Harry Blues Gin two weeks ago, I haven't been constantly drinking Harry Blues Gin, that would make me an alcoholic, uh, don't drink, don't drink Harry Blues Gin, uh, all the, well, okay, this is a terrible advertisement, um, drink Harry Blues Gin a lot, but not too much, because if you drink it too much, then you're gonna be an alcoholic, and then that's that wouldn't be good. Drink too um, much. But you know what? <laughs> no, I consider, this, no, I consider the listeners of this podcast to, of this podcast to be intellectuals. Um, so, if you're listening to this podcast, then you may not have the propensity to be an alcoholic. But I don't know. I mean, what really makes a person an alcoholic? I don't know. Um, dr- but drink some Harry Blues gin, like not too much, not too little, just like the right amount. Um, use the promo code GRP when you buy Harry Blues gin, if you want to get 25 bucks off, uh, and that's actually free shipping. So if you go to any liquor store and you want to get some gin, you're going to look at Hendrix and you're going to be like, oh my God, like all the other gins suck. Um, I want Hendrix, and you're gonna spend like fifty five dollars for the God, bottle. Longest and, advertisement. I mean, don't get me wrong, ever. Like, Jesus, <laughs> like, I drank Hendrix <laughs> for a very long time before it's, I. So it's like everyone gin. shut this um, off already. You're gonna see you're gonna see Hendrix for like fifty bucks or fifty five bucks, gin, and you're gonna see Harry Blues Gin for like thirty nine dollars. Right, and then you're gonna go to the register and you're gonna pay tax. And guess what? Um, oh wait, I, I'm pretty sure you actually still have to pay taxes. Okay, I'm just gonna shut that the Who fuck off. Having a conversation I'm, I'm just gonna, with? I'm just gonna shut that off. That, that was way too long. Hey, wait, here's what I think of the advertisement. <laughs> I know. Also, that was the dorkiest thing I ever could have possibly done. Yeah, I, I, I did that advertisement maybe an hour before you got here, and I was like, yeah, it's funny. I don't know, it's way yeah, too fucking long. How much of the long. gin did you drink before it? <laughs> Actually, dude, actually none, dude. Actually none. It's good gin, though. It honestly is, man. And you said that you're not like a big gin guy, right? Shot. I mean, oh, dude, you're take a shot of gin, dude. That's disgusting, dude. That is, dude. That that is. Wait, into the into the. How are you gonna say that about your sponsors? I mean, okay, it's not that I'm saying that about my sponsors. It's more that I'm saying that just about gin in general. Like, you don't take a shot of gin. Gin was my 
Not that I was drinking. Hypothetically, though, in high school, if I was drinking, that was my drink of choice in high school. What do you do? I mean, okay. Um, but, it was because Wiz Khalifa, okay. Bombay, and Lemonade, I couldn't help it. All right. Was, See, that's different because you're in high school and you don't know what you're doing. Like, I feel like you learn kind of how to drink maybe when you're in college. You know what I mean? Like, a, a little bit more. I mean, a lot of bit more. I mean, you drink a yeah. lot, a lot Like, more. I mean, dude, I definitely did not know how to drink in high school at all. I mean, I barely even know how to drink now. I'm not even a big drinker. Like, I mean, that being said, this fucking Franken-Smiggle is better. fantastic. Is the other beer better? Okay, yeah, I already finished this fa- the Franken-Smiggle, so when you finish that one... It, I'm ready. Yeah? I'm always ready. Yeah? Okay, fuck it, I'm down. Dude, so this one is... That one's from Miami somewhere. Um, I'm not exactly sure where they are, like Doral or something like Crema, that. Like Crema Paraiso. Tripping Animals Brewery. Yum, dude. Shout out to, on Instagram, at Sours Tap In. My buddy's account, he gets these beers. I mean, this one's from Miami, but other ones, like, imported from, like, Portland, Indiana, all these. Dude, dude, have you been to Portland? No, my cousin lived there. So I should go, but. Dude, it's disgusting out there. There's so many homeless people. It's, like, insane, and they're all our age. Yo, you know that? Like, um, So my buddy. That's how San Francisco is. Yeah, oh, my God. Well, nah, like, San Francisco, there's a lot of homeless people. But Young in, ones. But, but uh, okay, really? Like, Hate Road and stuff? Wait, what's a hate? Hate, hate Street. Hate Street. On you on that. Oh, oh, stuff? like like Hate Ashbury. Yeah, Hate Ashbury. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Like well, no, nah, there's just a bunch of trippy people there. Just a bunch, like really, I feel like really these trippy. People that I met out there were living out there, like kids trying to sell me all types of whatever. That's they had. true, dude. I was at I was on Hate Ashbury Street once, and well, literally, actually, once I was only there once, and this dude, like this dude, might have been like six five, white dude, super long, pitch black hair with a cat on his head comes up to me and my mom and starts asking us uh like directions <laughs> like he was lost. but but li- yeah he literally he was lost but like we we were like yeah we don't know and he was like <laughs> so uh how do i get to fucking third street we're like we don't know dude and he just like wouldn't shut up such a weirdo i stole a hat off of hate street which is so fucked up dude i used to steal i used to steal so much shit um it was in college yeah. Yeah, I was I was sort of a fuck. Like I w- I would also like um the, you never had like a klepto phase or anything? Not really a phase. There was one trip that a bunch of like kids from school went on and we were kind of taking stuff. That was like in another country, which is talk, talking to the mic, talking to the mic. You, dude, honestly, just take the mic out and hold it. Yeah, it's like it's too much work to hold it. But um yeah, there was one time where like a bunch of kids were taking little souvenirs and stuff from little stores when we were in like France, but I don't steal. It's always been like a I feel way too guilty. Even if it's from like a corporation and not from a person, like I don't really not for me. No, Dude. I'm just very straightforward, honest guy. Try to be. I feel that. What'd you think about this one? About took this a one? Sip. Yeah, yeah. I took a sip and I give you a look. It's fucking delicious. It, it, this is actually a this very, very tasty deer. That beer. one, the other one tasted like champagne-y, like yeah. bubbly. This is like beer. Well, the other one was like fruity almost, but this one is it was like really sweet. Is like this one's like a be- like there's levels. This one tastes like a really, really good beer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is such a vague way to say It's like it say starts that, one way and then transitions to another way and then ends with like a completely different kind of taste, like the balance of this beer. Dude, that's so good, man. I'm not a beer expert by any means. I've just, this is like a new hobby. Do you mine. like, do you like going to uh, breweries though? Not too often, but like ever since my cousin put me onto these and I had some friends kind of show me some, I've been drinking more. Yeah? Yeah. Dude, wait, not I, against ha, it. have you been to like any like breweries and just like chilled and got, gotten a flight or anything? I mean, yeah, but nothing like, nothing like special. Yeah, no, I feel like it, I haven't been to any of these that we just drank. Right? Have you been to uh, Funky Buddha? It's in. Uh, yeah. Dude, that's such a great I live spot, up there. man. Oh yeah, that's right. You do live up there, dude. Um, the, I went there a little while ago. Got a flight. They had this um, like 
raspberry cayenne pepper beer, which sounds weird, but I like both of those things. And if you're a Graham Radio listener, you know my terrible relationship with food. And, dude, raspberry mixed with cayenne pepper in a beer is fucking delicious. Yeah, the spice turns delicious. me off a little bit, though. Yeah? It sounds you, like it would. You're not a big spicy guy? Sometimes. Depends. I don't know if I want spicy beer. Yeah? Yeah, like in a liquid form, spice might throw me off. Um, well, beer with, like, jalapeno in it can be pretty never solid. Never had that. Really? Yeah, you're looking at me like I'm crazy for never it's having so that. so good. I'd bet 8 out of 10 listeners have not had jalapeno in their beer. What? That's great. If well, we yeah. could take a poll, we should. I'll throw a poll up on Instagram right now, dude. Please do. I'm going to do it. How many well. people have put jalapeno in their beer? I don't Here think that's wait. an average thing. I mean, I could be wrong. Here, wait. One of I my uh, One of my family friends drinks, uh, v- I think, vodka with, instead of putting an olive in it, he puts, like, a pepperoncini in it. A pepperoncini. You know those like little peppers that come with a like pepper- pizza. Wait, I don't. I don't hear it. Let me just Google it. You've never had pizza that came with like a little pepper to like squeeze on it or whatever. No, I mean I probably have. You'll say it's like a little pepper. Pe- pepperoncini. Pepperoncini. Anything with eeny at the end is always so instead tiny. of olives. He puts. Oh this these. In oh these are so good, dude. Yeah, <gasps> but I don't know about with vodka. <laughs> That's not. I don't know. Thing. Okay, wait, wait. I'm gonna throw a poll on Instagram. Hold up. Hold up. Let me see. Uh, poll. I've been throwing way too many polls up on Instagram. Do it if people like them. Uh, poll. Wait, what, what was it again? Um, jalapeno in beer. Jalapeno in beer. Yes or no, and it's going to yeah. be a lot of no's. If I'm wrong. Yes. I'm wrong. I, don't, I no. was going to say I'll do something, but if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If you're wrong, then you have to eat an entire jalapeno. Oh my you God, dude. Jalapeno? I actually have ghost peppers in this room. That's probably too much for me. Dude, um, I, I think, uh. Hot ones? They're, they're so hot. You know, Hot Ones was a game show before it was an interview thing? Really? Found that out the other day trying to look up one of the interviews. Well, it was Sean Mullins. It's it's, yeah, yeah, Sean yeah. something is his, guy. is his name. Yeah. It was a game show where they'd each eat a hot pepper to begin the round, and they'd ask a, like, give clues, and they have to buzz in and say the answer, and then they get money if they win, and then the next round they have to eat a hotter pepper, and then a hotter pepper. Dude, that's so fun. And then it somehow, I, I think it was before the I feel interview. like that'll fuck you up, though. I'd imagine it's like, before the interview. That will, like, destroy you. I watched one episode, and the, one of the guys was throwing up after the second one. Really? Like, actual throw up? Like, he had a bucket of, like, that he was spitting into. Oh, dude, that's so gross. I can't handle heat like that. I, dude, so that'd be see, mean. like, okay, like, I, I, I can't handle, like, like, extreme heat that is just filled with pain. Like, if it's meant to just hurt me, then I don't like it. But you know what's weird? Like... If I'm if I eat like a really really spicy like salsa or nachos, if I'm eating really really spicy nachos, I have to keep eating it or like because as you're eating it, it your face like is numb, but as soon as you stop, it's like your it's like a volcano has exploded it. like in your mouth. It's dude, it's so bad, man. I'm actually this is actually a story. I was in Martha's Vineyard and I was with my uncle and we ordered these nachos because they sounded good on the menu. The bartender looked at me like. Are you sure you want to order these? These are really, really hot. I'm like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. I was crying and like drooling. It was disgusting. It was, that bad? It was so bad, dude. Yeah, I can't handle heat. When I was in, um, when I was uh, like maybe in th- like 13 or 14 at Camp Blue Star. Did you wait? Did you, uh, did you go to sleepaway camp? I did. I went to Camp Chippenaw in New York first. Yeah. And then, and I, I guess I was young. I don't know if it was like the end of elementary school or something where I went to Pinewood. Pinewood? Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, you graduated high school a year, uh, yeah, yeah, a year earlier than me. Yeah, um, we we pro- we're not, uh, dude. I hate when people try to play Jewish geography with me. It's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, we probably know some of the same people. Who cares? 
you know? Small community. Yeah, it, it's a tiny community. Like, we know all the same people. Congratulations. It's called Jewish geography? I've never heard that. You've never heard the expression Jewish geography? No, I live under a rock, I that's, guess. That's so funny. I've never heard that term, and I've never put jalapenos in my beer. Dude, th- like, I mean... I, I, you can, okay, so there's okay. It's really just any sort of geography because it's like, oh, you're from here. Do you know this person and this person? I mean, I know people who went to Cyprus. I'm sure you know people who went to Cooper. I mean, yeah, it's a small area. Wait, do you know? We back? are playing this game. Just one, <laughs> one person. Yeah. Do you know? I haven't heard that name in years, but yeah. But you know, you know who that person is. Mm-hmm. Ah, shout out to shout out to, dude. I feel like if someone's playing, ge- like geography with you, it's like, uh, like, do you know this person? No. Do you know this person? No. And then the game needs to fucking end right there. Like, just stop. No, no more. I don't want to do this, dude. I, um, I went to, I went to, uh, so Aaron Inc., who's a friend, who's a friend of the podcast, one of my best friends. Um, he took me to his buddy's house to watch a live, a fish live stream, like PHISH, the band Fish yeah. live stream, and. I go to this dude's house and we we play Jewish geography. He went to Pinewood. You probably know who he is. I, I don't remember his name right now. But like literally he was like, oh, do you know this person? I was like, yes, actually I do. Blah, blah, blah. Do you know this person? Yeah, oh my God, I do. Do you know this person? Nah, I don't. Are you sure you don't know this person? You might. Like you might. Let me pull him up on Facebook. He shows me a picture of the person. I mean, people just like to find common ground. And I feel like if it's through another person, then there's kind of some trust added too. It's not just like, oh, you like basketball? You like music? It's like when you know a person, it's like, okay, this person might not be horrible if they know this person who's a good person kind of thing. Yeah, I'm with you. That's my my logic behind it. Like It's like, I'm with you. But if we can't get that connection, then just... And th- then let's let's just find a different yeah, topic. Let's find something different to talk about. Yeah, you don't dude. have to read your whole phone book to me. Exactly. Yeah. No, dude. Th- this guy went through my entire mutual friends list and was like, "Oh, you know Jesse Halpern?" I'm like, "Yeah, I went yeah, to elementary it school says with following. him." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like, yeah, I went to elementary school with him. I haven't talked to him in like 11 years. I'm happy yeah. that you met him one summer. <laughs> How was he? Was he? Is he? Is he cool? Um, yeah, so I put it in a new, um, actually no, I'm gonna, oh wait, I, I never did the intro music. I have to do the intro music at some point in the beginning. We're, wow, we're more than 10 minutes in. Fuck it. Whatever. Welcome, welcome to the Graham Radio Podcast. That's so stupid. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. And now we're officially in, even though we've been podcasting no, I honestly I love the bedroom setup I walked in I loved it it just shows like a grind because that's like how I was living for a while like I was working on my patio and then there was a time where I set up a tent on my patio and I moved into my new house with my parents and I was literally working in like a 10 by 10 tailgate tent kind of thing and that's where yeah. I was doing all my work until they started letting me use the garage Damn. yeah and it was like right outside my door so it was like I was just living in like my art the whole time and that's how I feel like this is you're like living in your podcast so it's like when you have free time, it's like this is what you focus on because it's right here, and that's like I like that. That's Dude, yeah, exactly. Wait, what, was the tent in your room or no, was it, was it right outside my door? Did you take pictures? Uh, maybe it'll be way. Yeah, down. you don't have to pull it yeah, up I right can't, now. I'll, I can find it when we get done. But yeah, bro, yeah. I feel like taking pictures. You got to take pictures. That shit's so fucking important. Yeah, no. Yeah, wait, was it like a big fight between you and your parents? No, like, they've always been super supportive. And then I mean, since I got a little further in, and some like the right people respect my work i guess and like want me to work with them they kind of definitely now at this point trust everything that i'm doing yeah um like, like, like what do they what do they trust you what do they trust you i mean they doing? just don't like they're not just like oh why are you doing this why are you doing that why are you doing this they're just kind of like let me do my thing because they know i'm kind of like this is my whole life this is what i focus on i don't really hang out with too many people i'm just like let me work and create and figure out what i want to do next 
Um, and so they're definitely at this point, now that it's been a couple years, a lot more open to what I want to do. And they see the potential in what like I want to do. Like your parents see the potential. Yeah, in what exactly. You yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. not that they didn't back then. They always like believed in me. But there's a difference when you're starting out and you're not making any money and you're not networking with the right people compared to four years later when you're in rooms with people you never thought you'd be in a room with. Yeah. Kind of thing. But so like kind of one of those. I mean, dude, uh, the, I feel like the first few times you're in a room like that, it's probably like somewhat nerve. You're somewhat like nerve, nerve wrecking, nerve, nerve wracking. Yeah. Yeah. Nerve wracking a little but bit. I mean, like, are you a little bit more used to it now? Um, I mean, I'm not like always in rooms like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, at first it's a little weird. Um, and then certain people, I mean, everyone's human being, like, even if when it comes to like whatever they do, even if they're on some other level where it's like some God level type of art, it's like everyone's a person. Um, mm-hmm. so if you can connect to someone on that human level, I mean, bro, um, like, I think like it's good. what, what, what really brings an artist to like the God level type of art? I mean, is consistency it consistency over a long period of time, okay. innovation, breaking boundaries, pushing the field that you're in or whatever subject matter you're talking about, something like that. You yeah. know, there's a lot of like, I'll just use. I'll use music as an example. So there's a lot of good people. There's a lot of good artists who make some like rock music that you've heard for the past five, ten years, you know, the same kind of sound, but they're really good and they can make a living and they can go places with that and make they have a job as an artist. But then there's those people who have a sound that's still rock, but it's a completely different sound than what you've ever heard before. And those are the people who live forever. Those are the people who are copied by all the people who want to be good like artists. Nirvana. Those are great yeah, great artists. So that to me is the difference. Like people are like, oh, good artists copy, great artists steal. It's like Good artists copy, great artists create something you've never fucking heard in your life. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. I mean, dude, I think that a good example of that is the Grateful Dead. Like the Grateful Dead invented jam, invented jamming, and they're gonna live. They're gonna live a hundred years past where we are now. Yeah, dude, that's an and absolute that's, fact. Yeah, that's and that's how it works. So it's like the greats who really push boundaries. And I mean, sometimes you know, with like, I guess like with with like big money behind certain artists, it's like they might not be the creator of something, and they might just have great promotion and the right team and everything behind them. But it's like when you see it, like even like a Lil Peep, for example, like he's going to live a long time and he's mm-hmm. has R.I.P. Uh, just hold the mic. Just, just, take, just take it out. Just just take it out. Yeah, but like R.I.P. Like, yeah, so someone like yeah. that is going to live forever. Like X, like they've, they've innovated their space mm-hmm. to a point where not just like they made the music, but people love the music they were making that was different. And now a bunch of people are copying them. So that to me is kind of how you live. Mm-hmm. Past just being a good artist, but you're a great artist. So how do you get to that? Po- yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, just like just try to How talk. Do you get it. to that point. You yeah, work for let, let me, for let me, twenty let me years. Do this for you. Let me do this for you. Is it too low? Maybe it's just a, like a little bit too low. I, I just want you to be like talking into it. All right, is this better? I don't want to like put my mouth on your mic. Yeah, that sounds mad inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. Cut that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, is that good? Uh, yeah, yeah. And if you want to like bring the chair in a That's little bit, good. I don't. I'm gonna hit the table. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Just cause like it, 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 it makes a big difference. Like when I'm like editing it, cause it'll either take me you. like forever or like not at all. Or, yeah. Like, what or, were you asking? Um, talking about like how like how an artist goes from like starting to like becoming like the the barrier breaker. And I, I, from my perspective, I think that a lot of it is natural. Like I think that a lot of it is just like. Being able to like express yourself in a brand new way that no one's ever done it before, which is like that you have to like really you have to be original as fuck to do something like that. Yeah, you have to be authentic. It has to be real. It can't be something that you like see and you want to mimic. It has to it has to come from a place that like not many people have. Like not everyone's built to be a musician or a painter or a podcast host. Like everything. Like that's why I saw like for art dealers, that's something that was like everyone's an artist, and it's not the idea like everyone's a creative. I don't believe everyone's a creative person necessarily. 
But I believe if you're passionate about something and you really want to push the boundaries in whatever field that is, you're an artist in that sense. Like there's accountants who change the way accounting is done at some point, and those people are fucking yes, artists. Yes, yes, you know what yes. I mean. So that that's that's kind of where uh, I think of that. But to become like that level, you just have to be like authentic and work your fucking ass off because no one gets handouts in this world. Like it's just not how it works. Yeah. Well, I I I think that what you're saying is right when you say that not everyone is a creative. Like not everyone is a creative. But I tr I truly think that everyone has a purpose. And if you... And like, that could be your art, though. That's like... Exactly. Yeah. Like, no matter what it is. Like, what, one of my friends, Zach, he is one of the smartest people that I've ever met, and he graduated from um, a really prestigious law school. We took the bar and passed it at the same time, and now he's clerking under a judge and is absolutely killing it. Now, classically, you're not going to say that's art, but it's art what he's doing in the sense of, like, he is literally giving his life to like doing research for this judge and i mean i don't know what happens like yeah, I mean, gritty, I but I'm like hold on like i'm just i'm sure i have no doubt that what he's doing the judge is literally loving probably because of just how consumable it is and i think that that's a big part of art how consumable it is if it if you're making art and someone looks at it and is like i don't get it well then there's a problem yes and no there's also so many people in the world that if you continuously are putting your work out there in front of people, you're going to find somebody who sees it kind of how you see it and they're going to understand it and those are the people that you're going to connect with. And like you can't control that necessarily. You can put it in front of the right people as far as marketing and getting it out there. But there's so many people in the world, you don't know what people like and don't like and you can make the weirdest thing in the world and you might not be an Ariana Grande type star, but you might you know, find you might be you a might lawyer. Find 50, you might, you might well, be no, a lawyer. You, you might star. find fifty thousand people who love your shit and will buy everything you put out because they connect to that weird, different thing that most people can't see or feel. Yeah, and and then that just begs the question of how do you find those people? Well, the answer to that is you just have to put it out to as many people as possible. Yeah, uh, just don't stop, dude. Gary V has this video on from like literally two thousand eight or two thousand nine, where he's literally just videoing himself calling everyone in his contact list and telling him about his wine company. It's like that sounds like spam to me, but I, I feel it. Well, what, what do you what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm not going to call everyone on my phone and be like, buy a hoodie. Well, I think that it depends on how you do it. You know what I mean? Like I mean, it, if you make it personable and like like a real relationship type thing, yeah. then it's a little more like, authentic. It, like if you call like your homies who may not who maybe you haven't talked to in a while, like I have pledge brothers who I haven't talked to in a super long time. But like if I were to do a a show like uh like like where i'm call levi calling the homies or something to tell them about the podcast i would call like i don't know fucking james bevy or some shit a guy who i haven't talked to in a but million at that years. point you're doing it but more like, as a content thing not as like a, a point of like oh hey look what i'm doing that's like a content thing if well yeah but gary video. v was also doing it as a content thing like well, i'm saying that, different. that i'm saying but like not really because gary v wasn't doing a podcast gary v was just but selling wine if he was filming i mean he's not gonna gonna blow up his whole phone book over something and not you know what I mean? Like if he didn't film well, yeah, it, dude, I don't know if yeah, it's like, like yeah, then it's yeah, kind of spammy to me. Yeah. Know. Oh yeah, yeah. If he, you know, what, if he's if filming, he he's, he's doing it as a video purpose sales. to show people exactly. Yeah. And so it's like I don't know if that's the type of sales that I want to do for my brand is calling everyone I know in my phone book. Um, to yeah. use their own though, I don't think like I don't think it's like Yo, wrong. What I'm saying here is like you just got to figure out how to get it out to your Facts. audience, man. Um, but like w with that being said, there is um there is an argument for like doing art for the sake of doing art. There is so. Uh, oh my god, what's that magician's name who is like... David Blaine, David Copperfield. Yeah, David Blaine. Chris Angel. Chris Angel. I, those are the three I know off the top of my head. 
<laughs> Dude, Chris Angel's such a fucking weirdo. All right, David Blaine, though? He's cool, though. I fucked it. Oh, yeah, so David Blaine, he was on... Uh, Chris Angel isn't a weirdo. I take that back. So, yeah, I really enjoyed oh, yeah, his rewind. show. Yeah, um, so Chris A... Or not Chris Angel, Jesus. David Blaine was on the Joe Rogan Experience, and he was talking about his buddy, who is an insane card shuffler trick dude but doesn't post anything he just sits in his room all day and like shuffles cards and does it like for the enjoyment of the art which i mean i respect but i also think that it's important to monetize what you love doing so then you can just continue doing it and it's also like um like it the more effort you put into something the more uh reward you get and dude like reward in happiness is one thing and that's great but i think that tangible reward in the form of dollars is extremely important and motivating i mean and not that this is a good thing necessarily but like most of the connections i've made have been through real life nothing to do with instagram like go like oh wait you mean like going to places and like, just yeah, saying just hi people my, I, my know, name like is people Dylan. i know in real life who introduced me to other people like all my bigger opportunities have all been through like real life connections and not instagram not social media related and i think that's kind of an issue with artists today with artists today is that i think everybody thinks that you have to blow up on social media to make a living and to be an artist and i think that's like such a fucked up mindset i think there are some people who become superstars with social media and then there's people who get a following and then fall off on social media but there's so many people who are doing this in real life that aren't even on social media who really are making, you know, $20,000 for paintings and things like that. Do you think that they would be making more if they were big on social I media? I don't think it fucking matters when it comes to their market and what they want to do. Like, I'm trying to do branding for artists. Like, yeah, I make art. I love making art. It's something I enjoy. Um, but I want to do branding for artists. So really, if people like my stuff or not, like, that's cool because then I could brand anything and for anyone and have somewhat of a following already. But if I'm trying to use their following anyways, as not use, but like sell to their following you know, it's yeah. like, does it really matter if I have a huge social media presence or not? I so think, it depends on what dude, you want to do. I, I think if that, I'm, yeah, man. If I'm I focused on being a painter, I think it is. If I'm, if I'm trying to do the branding side, I don't think it's as Why? Like, what's the, What's the difference, though? The difference is I think as an artist, you do need to constantly be putting your stuff in front of people's faces. As far as being a marketing company, I just need to make the right connections with the right artists who I'm going to work with for a long time, people I like and people who I trust. But isn't it easier to make those connections if in you have more life, influence? It's easier to make it in real life, not on the internet. Right, but if you're big on the internet, then you'll be able to like leverage. I mean, that you can, more, you can then, do it that way too. Then you can like meet people. You yeah, know no, I, mean? I don't disagree with that, but I think people spend so much time worried about oh, content, content. I need to put this. Out, I need to put that out. And I know this is backwards compared to all these all these people who talk on on Instagram and stuff and make yeah. all these videos. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just think that you can make those same connections in real life, and they're a lot stronger of bonds in real life when you're in person. Like I Agreed. used to, Agreed. I used to. What I'd use Instagram for is I'd reach out to people, get a hoodie on them, whatever, and then I would take a trip to LA and I would be sleeping on floors and couches in LA for three weeks, four weeks. And then that's how I'd meet them in person and turn it into a real life tangible thing. How would you get in front of them? I would tr go to LA. Right. But like, what, Oh no, that's what I'm saying. So you, it would, you would start on their, Instagram, but Instagram their gallery or something. No, 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 not even artists, just like influencers in general, like people who would wear my clothes. So it's like, I would use Instagram as far as like to, for the initial contact point sometimes, cause it's easy to send someone a DM. Like, I don't know why people, I don't even know why it took people to make videos telling you to do that for people to understand to do that, to be honest. I think it's just like DMs are open, send them. Yeah. Um, but those relationships didn't turn into anything really until I actually flew out to where they were, met them, hung out with them, showed them I'm an actual person and like what I stand for and what I believe in and like the way I see things, my perspective for the those relationships to actually turn real. There's like only like two people who I haven't met in person that are like actual solid relationships through Instagram. Mm -hmm. And the rest have been like, oh, that's cool. Thanks for the clothes. Peace. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's kind of what I mean. I'm not saying like throw Instagram out the window or social media in general. Like it's obviously it could be huge and it could turn your life around. All I'm saying 
it, it doesn't just have to be on social media. If you're doing the social media stuff and not the real life stuff, it doesn't even fucking matter. That's uh, that's so true. That's what and, I'm trying to say. So not, you know, not that Instagram the, is shit or anything like that. This is something that's like almost that, that I never hear because I do marketing research. I have an old school perspective. And, I mean, things. yeah, man. Uh, and there's a huge benefit to that that I have never really even considered that much. Um, I See, I do a good amount of marketing research and it's all about like um, every post should either educate, entertain, or inform. And it's like, you're talking about posting. You're not talking about showing up at, okay. um, at, at the gallery. Yeah. What about like, okay. So I'm like the, um, I hope I can say it's like the angel investor kind of thing. Who's helping yeah. you out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You met them on Instagram. That's a real life connection. Um, that is a real life connection. Okay. And so there, there's something that has nothing yeah. to do with Instagram. That's yeah. made, that's huge for one of the bigger things that's probably happened for yeah. Graham Radio. Yeah, biggest thing to happen to Graham Radio. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing to do with Instagram. So again, I'm not saying like Instagram won't help you. It's definitely a way I get a lot of sales. Like I just sold like a couple hundred dollars worth of hoodies to someone in Saudi Arabia. That's incredible. I sold something to Germany. How does that like, work with shipping? Like with, expensive. Yeah, you probably have to get through. Yeah, customs. it's expensive to ship. Um, but yeah, so like social media is a great thing. I just, I hate the way that kids look at it. Like that's the, the end all be all way of becoming a star. It's like, right. there are so many other ways. If you have your eyes open and you're ready for opportunity and you prepare yourself for them. Yeah. I mean, if dude, well, I, I mean, I, I see pictures of like art dealers stuff in the same room as like Quavo on your Instagram. And, but at the same time, I don't see you like, um, like posting hella pictures all day long. So it's like. Clearly, whatever you're doing is like you're doing something it's right. It's working here. to what I want to do, and that's what not everyone necessarily understands. And that's not like a them thing. That's like a me not necessarily explaining that to people because I don't think it's necessary to to come out from my brand's page and be like, oh, I'm a branding marketing company. Like I'd rather right. be a clothing brand as far as the internet's concerned, and do everything I want to do outside of that. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't really feel the need to post all crazy. I have like a. A pretty solid foundation right now. I mean, and, you know what you have on been, Instagram. Um, when I grow a little, I'm gonna have to uh -huh. be posting every day. Once I grow more, for sure. Right. Like for a bigger company, you have to be posting every day to keep those people. But well, one thing that um, so my buddy who um, I met in law school is this dude George, and he runs an Instagram account called um, at Mister Each Three Hundred Five, and I witnessed his account go from I think eight or nine thousand followers in the in the beginning of law school. Right now he's at seventy nine point like something oh, thousand booming. followers, and dude, like he, God, I, damn it, I totally lost my train of thought here. Why did I just bring that up? Um, what, well, whatever, dude. Like I, oh, because of your growth, like you have, uh, like four or five thousand followers ish. But what that is is so organic. It's like it. You, I'm assuming that you've never paid for followers or anything like that. Never for like, followers. Yeah, yeah. I, I have done paid promotion. I think that's smart to do, especially if you're selling clothes. Um, right, I think people right. people click and on clothes. Well, one thing that I talked to um, um, the Mister Eats Three Hundred Five about is about social media growth and how to and how not to do it. And one of the things that he said, probably the biggest piece of advice that he gave me, is there's nothing better than organic growth. Because if you're growing organically, then you are retaining loyal fans. Yeah, it's like the people who stick around and look at my work constantly and message me about it. I mean, I'm not posting every day, so it's like they're doing it because they genuinely like what I'm doing. I mean, you dude, know? yo, you see me DJing in, th in that hat right there. Yeah. And dude, like... Thank you. 
so far. I mean, dude, th- like, thank you for real. Because I mean, it's just a cool fucking hat, man. But yeah, again, like I again, I'm not saying social media is bad. I, I enjoy it, and I, at some point, I'm gonna have to post more. But for me, in my head, at least, I feel like because I do everything by myself, I have to get in the right places in real life first, so that when everything comes on social media, I'm prepared for it and I can handle it. Because I don't know. I think, and it's do, not a bad thing. Do you think thing. that you it's would hire a, a team to handle yeah, that? No. Yes and no. Um, I really enjoy the idea of like having conversation with people all over the world who I would never expect to like or even see my work. I mean, dude, yo, me. you're, dude, you're talking to the dude who podcasts with Australian. Yeah, producers. so isn't that so cool like, when someone? The, it is the coolest. It's what makes it worth yeah. it. Is when like someone who lives in another country who realistically without, and this is where social media is great. Who would never see my work without that is saying, "Yo, you inspired me to do this," or "I love this." Like, so cool. Yeah, and it's something that like I would have never expected. Like, even in college, like I was painting and stuff, but I didn't see me doing all this necessarily. I knew I wanted to do like advertising, marketing, right? And then I, I knew I loved art, and I kind of found a way to blend the two to to kind of work in the space. Which I'm not there yet, but I'm getting there. Yeah, man. Yo, I Progress. feel like I feel like you and I are um are very similar in a sense uh, when it comes to that because like you knew that you wanted to do advertising, marketing. And, uh, but you also knew that you wanted to do like some like uh, your art. Um, I knew that I wanted to be like in the legal field, but I also knew that I wanted to work in like some sort of media. Like I, th- I thought it was going to be music. That's why I have all that DJ stuff there. It's about to be from what you told like, me. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, uh, like you know, you're doing your marketing and advertising the stuff like like for yourself. It's like it's like you, and you're doing it in your own way. And like I am doing like I mean I'm a I'm a licensed member of the Florida Bar Association. I can legally represent people, and I'll be the in-house counsel for OMC. And but meanwhile, I'm gonna be doing my art, which is this, which you're participating in right now. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, dude, I feel like a lot of people. Um, and I was actually talking about uh this on uh, a podcast with Lauren Weiss recently, uh, which actually dropped today. Uh, today is uh the 21st of December, which by the way is the three month anniversary of. Graham Radio Podcast. Ooh, we got a little button wait, wait. for clap. Wait, no, damn it. That was the wrong one. That was the wrong one. There we go. <laughs> Third time's a charm. There we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Three-month anniversary. But yeah, there's no right way um, of getting where we want to be. Just got to yeah. work your ass off. Well, what I was saying, though, is like a lot of people will um, look at what things that we're doing. Like, I mean, I'm podcasting. You're doing You're doing your art. Like, uh, Angelo is in his band. Um, like, people will look at that from like out the outside looking in and being like, oh, like why the fuck can they do that? Like why the fuck do I have to be like an accountant or this or that? People tell me that in person. Yeah, have you really? Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that we explore on I've the been podcast doing this for like a lot, three, four years. Uh, how, like, uh, okay, well, one thing that I've said a lot of times on the podcast, which I'm not going to say the story again, and I'm sorry, listeners, for because I've said this a thousand times, the Dane Cook story of on your mom's house. Basically, what he says is, I've never met a hater, and it's like the, I, I feel like a lot of people talk shit. A lot of people. Like, a talk lot of people. Shit. A lot of people talk. A lot shit. of people, especially from like. Like high school friends that you don't talk to anymore and things like that will talk a lot of shit, but then they'll also send you a message when they see you do something good. So don't let the shit talkers stop you from doing what the fuck you want to do. Chase your dreams. It's achievable. Why do you think people will talk shit? I think people are bitter, Um, especially if you're not really friends with them anymore. I think it's a bitter thing. I think it's like, oh, I spent all this time with you and now you're doing this and I'm nobody to you. Like, fuck you. He sucks. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's jealousy. I mean, it's just like, why else would someone hate? Like my, like... Like, someone else's success, even if it's in the same field, doesn't prevent me from being successful in what I want to do. A rising tide raises all ships. Yep. Yeah, man. I had to think about what you just said for a second. Yeah, yeah, You said it quick. (laughs) Yeah, I think I say that 
that uh, quote a little bit too much. But yeah, man, it's just true. Like people are going to hate a lot of it's going to be behind your back, but it's just like, fuck them because they're literally behind your back. No, I mean, and if you really want to do something like, I don't know if you feel how I feel about what I'm doing for whatever it is that you're doing, it shouldn't matter what anyone says anyways. How do you you feel about what you're doing? I believe in myself 10,000% or I would have gone and gotten a job in marketing and ad firm or something that I wanted to do. I had internships and all that. I decided, no, I want to do something in art and I'm going to make it happen. And slowly I've been doing that. Yeah. Um, and still going to take time again, like anything. And this is any entrepreneurship thing. It's different when you're like investing a lot of money in this and that into it. But something could take two months to take off. It could take 10 years to take off. People make art for 20 years and then become a star. So it's like, mm-hmm. if you really believe in yourself, you're not going to stop regardless of who says what it's or just how the outcome of what you're doing is. Yeah. You're going to keep working if you really love what you're doing. So it's absolutely true. But like, um, yeah, like it's like, you got to work and work and work and work and work, but you also have to be like realistic about it. And while you're working, you have to make sure that you're not like harming other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, like always a, do a lot of people, good intentions like, regardless dude, of if it's I, I work feel or not. very, very blessed to like have um, like a family who like, I mean, I have a room in my house, like in my, in my family's house as do you. And it's so like, I got a question for like, you. Yeah, sure. My bad to interrupt you. No, you're if good, you didn't bro. have this and you were working, you work in a nine to five job. Do I know? currently? No, I do this. So if you were doing that, would you also be doing this? I, I mean, I have to. You would. That's yeah. how I felt. So yeah. when I first got out of school, I wasn't even necessarily thinking, oh, I'm going to be the artist. I just loved art and wanted to do the business side of it. So I was waking up at, I lived in, in Cooper City area, like Davie, whatever. Uh-huh. I was waking up at like 7, 8, getting to work in like like uh, Delray. An hour later, at like 9, leaving there at 6, getting home at 7, then working with the artist who I used to manage from 7 until midnight and then going to sleep and doing it again every single day just was so I could learn. Ever, was there ever a period where like, you didn't do that for a while and you were just like itching. No, that was the first thing I did for like three months. Um, just cause I wanted to learn how like the art business kind of worked and how like running a gallery and things like that worked. And then when I felt like I was, it wasn't worth my time anymore is when I stopped working there and just focused on what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those things that like, if it's something you want to do, you're going to do it regardless of so if you have three hours a day for it or 20 hours a day for it, you're going to do it. Uh, dude, exactly, man. And I feel like everyone has, like, potential to have something like that in their life, but a lot of people just, like, don't go for the—a lot of people I, don't figure out what they like doing. That's that's a fact. I also think that not everyone wants to do something. Not everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. Not everyone wants to be an artist. Not everyone wants to have one of those things. Some people honestly just enjoy the little things in life and are cool day-to-day. Yeah. I, 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 not that I, I love the little things. Like, that's what makes, you know— enjoyable but dude, it's, I, I see like it's like having a bigger goal is what really keeps me going and keeps me moving dude forward. same and it makes me want to hang out with people who have big goals and stuff like i went on a date with this girl um maybe like a month ago ooh. and she ooh. damn it no oh, you gotta make little sticky notes possible, i know <laughs> <laughs> at least you didn't get laughed at by the audience yeah but I, but yeah but we heard a rim shot I, like I went on a date with a girl. There's actually a real band in here and a real studio audience. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, I went on a date with this girl, and she, um, like, all she liked doing was like drinking and watching like college football, which is like, yeah, that's not bad though. It's it's not bad, but it's so boring. It's like, I mean, again, to each his own. Like to some people, that's I mean, amazing. Yeah, like what yeah, I do, like to each I, his own. But it's like fucking. Okay, just like, okay, you know what? You're right. To each his own, and to my each his own, it's like, I'm sorry, but I can't date a girl who literally has zero interest. Well, I get that. Like, I need someone who's as ambitious as I am, but... I'm not saying, okay, I'm not saying that she had zero interests, but, like, she has... I mean, if your thing is fucking college football, and you love college football, and you just fucking, like, you know all the fucking players, like, wow, fucking, oh my god, then cool, but... 
not for me because don't care about that shit. You know, like, dude, I played her a song in my car and she was like, um, when are they going to start singing? It's like, well, you probably dude. played some weird ass jam band shit that like, I would nah, be nah, like, nah, when nah. are they going to start singing? I played, I played a Sam Goliath song. I think I played, um, uh, long distance by Sam Goliath, which is a fucking good ass song. Um, yeah, I don't know what that is for everyone listening. So I would probably here, be someone dude, I'll saying, play, I'll, play, I'll, play, I'll play it on the pod right now. Is he going to start singing or is this just going to be guitar? It's not guitar. It's it's sick. Hold on. But yeah, I mean, to each his own. So it's like you can't tell someone how to live life the right way, wrong way to live life. Like everyone's going to do what they want to do. And this it's okay is, as long as you're not going to be malicious towards others. I'm interrupting you. <laughs> I'm going to talk over the music. No, you're not. You want to know why? <laughs> hey, so right here we listened to the song and then we took a little break and came back. Have you done, podca- have you done a podcast before? My first podcast ever. Nice. It's, Graham Radio. It's a good time, man. Yeah. Yeah, so we were just talking about marketing, and it's like, you know, when um, when Dylan came over tonight, I wasn't expecting to, like, talk a ton about, like, marketing, but it's like, I mean, it's such a cool perspective to put it on, and it's just something that you don't hear about a lot. It's just like, fucking go there and be there. You know just what I mean? Just fucking do it. Yeah, just fucking, d- thank not, you. Not to quote Nike, but, just, yeah. yeah. just just, well, you didn't quote Nike, because they don't oh, say fucking. Bad. I thought they did. Nah, they just say, just do it, and it's so true. It's like, you just got to keep on doing it. And we were talking about like kind of, um, well, I mean, you asked me a question that, um, I want to bring up here and it's like tomorrow, if Joe Rogan hit me up and was like, Levi, come produce my podcast, would I stop doing Graham radio and do that? And I, yeah, like a hundred percent. Even someone half as big as Joe Rogan, he's obviously one of the biggest. Yeah, like even someone half as even okay, if someone, so Joe Rogan signed a hundred million dollars, if if I met someone who signed a $50 million contract with Spotify and was like, and he was like, come work for me, I'd for sure come work for him. Yeah, to me, it's like any opportunity to really learn under someone who does yeah. it the right way and does yeah. it like well and has their own following and has came up in their own kind of way in a certain space. Like you can learn from them and if they're willing to help as long as you're working your ass off, I don't see why they wouldn't help. Bro, I think that like no matter what you're doing in life, if you're really working your ass off, you're going to get recognized. It, it's just a, it, it's just time. Unless you quit a month before. That's true. And you uh, never know when it's going to come. You know, man, there's, there was a, co- not a comic. There was like a picture in a, uh, in like some elementary school textbook when I was in elementary school. And the picture was this guy in a, it was an animated picture. I feel like I'm breathing so much. That's why I back up. <sighs> <clears throat> Excuse me. That break um, got the best of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so this picture, right? <laughs> um, it's this guy in a cave, and he has an axe, and he he like you. The picture is him with like a sad face, and he's walking away. And what he's walking away from is a very, very thin layer of cave rock wall, and right behind it are just diamonds on diamonds about. on diamonds. Yeah. But that's really how it is. You can't predict when it's going to happen. You can even have the best game plan in the world, and shit won't go as planned, but you have to be able to adapt and move. Dude, yeah, and sometimes it's like the the things that you uh, didn't even realize would, like, I guess go viral is sort of, like, not exactly what we're saying here, but, like... Th- get recognized yeah, or no, like, I mean, like go for, viral for the thing like, to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't predict it. You can know you have an edge somewhere and you can keep doing it and pushing it. 
Or you can or stop. You, you might not even know what the edge is. Like, dude, I think that the perfect example of this is... I hope, is, though, uh, that you're yeah. aware enough to, to recognize that you're doing something different. If you're not aware enough, then maybe you need to take a step back and evaluate what you're doing. But I think, like, self-awareness is a big thing, too. Is Like, like you're, you're saying in general. Like, you're saying in, in, general, in general. And in with whatever you want to do, like, entrepreneurship in my, in, right. in my case. It's like, if I wasn't self-aware, I could be doing the wrong thing every single day and not realizing why I'm not making progress. Mm-hmm. Or I could step back, evaluate, and kind of make the little adapt- adaptations and changes that I have to to kind of move closer to my goals. Like, when you get too deep into something, it can be hard to really take a step back. Yeah, I mean, and, you have to breathe for a second. And, dude, sometimes you need to... Yeah, exactly. So no, you have to. Sometimes you, wanna... you need to take a step back to kind of, like, get a broader view on that's everything that's going That's what I'm saying, though, because if you're not, you're going to keep doing the wrong things over and over. Yes. And, like... It's inevitable as someone starting off, especially if you don't have a mentor type figure, like I didn't really have someone telling me what to do. If you don't have that mentor type figure, it's real easy to do the wrong thing over and over again, when in reality, you just have to change one minor thing and everything would be a lot more smooth logistically Mm -hmm. of whatever it is that you are doing. Yeah, just one minor thing. And sometimes that's where like the self-awareness. Yeah, it's it's, it's the self-awareness, but it's also a lot of trial and error. Like, and a lot of it is also, and so many people fail to do this, accept criticism. There's a difference between hating and criticism. Like, hating is like, what you're doing is stupid and whack, and I don't fuck with it, and I think that you're ridiculous. But criticism is like, um, eh, yo, Levi, honestly, man, I don't know what the deal was, but uh, your voice was way too low on that podcast, and it was also kind of staticky. Like, can you fix that? And I'm maybe that's not something that I realized. And maybe that's something that a ton of other people realized that just haven't said anything to me because they don't want to give me any criticism. No, but, I, I love criticism. I even tell my friends who, like, make art, if they're showing me, I might tell you something you don't like. If you don't want to hear that answer, don't ask me, but I'm going to tell you the truth. Yeah. I think that's essential, too, is, like, not having yes men around you. If you have yeah. someone who tells you everything you do is good and they're not giving you any reasoning or whatever, it's like, are, is it really good or are you just being nice? Yeah, but then you got to kind of sift out because are the, like is their say is what they are saying is bad actually bad or do they just not see the vision? Could be a little bit of both. I mean, in my case as an artist, I have to do what my gut tells me and what I feel and like what my intuition says. If you're running a business and someone can actually give you something, which is also in my case but in any business's case, it's like sometimes there is like correct and wrong ways to do it. With art, there's a little more freedom to certain things, but there are, in certain instances, like, you have to do it this way or that way, or otherwise you're not going to get to that next step. Like, like can, you, can you give me an example? I know it's like, very, it's, a, it's no, an no, abstract no. Like, concept, I mean, but... Okay, with taxes, you can't just fuck around and do it however you want. There's right. certain ways you have to do it, and if I'm doing it wrong and no one's telling me, I'm going to keep doing it wrong, and it'll eventually come to bite me in the ass. It's not like right. one of those things where I'm, like, painting on a canvas and I'm not doing it a certain way, so it might not look a certain like, way. Okay, well, here's an example for art. Maybe if you're painting super, like, or I guess I was about to say super realism, but super realism is, is actually a genre. If you're painting realistic art, like art that is supposed to look just way. like a human being is supposed to look, then there is a, there's a formula yeah, to drawing an eyeball, you know? Yeah, but if you're drawing, like, if you're a Jackson Pollock type figure or an art dealer's type figure, then it's not like, um, like it, it's not like you're there with a brush and a fucking protractor. Like, what one thing that I love about the um the long sleeve that I got that I got custom from you is um the little red spots all over it. And I hit you up. I was like, "What's up with all these red spots all over it?" I, I like I wasn't upset about it because it actually looked really cool. But you were like, "Yeah, man. I mean, it was it was in the studio." And some red Part and some it. red got on it. It just happens. It's like recycling from the previous ones. 
What does that mean? It happens. What, what do you mean? I have to clean the floor after every time I die. Okay. Um. So I have to clean it like three or four times with water and towels and all that. Right. And then sometimes, like, if I died something red a week before that and I didn't die too much between then, there still might be some red that was from that dye that's on the floor there that I didn't clean when I was cleaning my floor. How do you clean it? Do you, what, do you I like, like fabuloso or whatever? Water towel, no. I'm not sitting scrubbing, but yeah, I just have. I bring my hose in, spray it, and then just like. What's, like, what's your dream studio? Also my store and my house. A little bit of all three. Like not my house house, but like a place where I could like sleep in and stuff. It would need to be like the front half. I have this drawn and everything. Like this is already going to be manifested at some point. Nice. Um, but yeah, the front half would be like clothing store. Into like an art so, gallery. So you walk in and you walk you're in, in a clothing right, store. Let me close my eyes. You walk in, big logo rug on the floor, right and left side. There's racks with shelves, clothes. You walk a little bit deeper. It's more of an art gallery. Like imagine like kind of like a longer warehouse type e store. You know, there's a wall. Then you walk a little deeper, paintings on the walls. Still some racks, but a lot less clothes in that area because that's not the focus. You walk a little further back. There's a big glass window. Behind the glass window is my art studio, wow. which is literally just like a warehouse space type thing, and I could turn it into however I want to vibe. But in that in that back area, there would have to be some kind of room for me to like, you know, sleep in sometimes because I, I work weird hours. Like beh- I, like behind everything. Yeah, like like a, a back office room that I just throw in a futon or a couch that I'll just crash. I in. think you'd get comfortable. You get comfortable. You know yeah, I mean, I mean a futon. I, again, I can sleep on the floor. Like I'm good. So in the art gallery that you're envisioning, is it just your art or is it art by no, you it's art, and art, it's art that inspires art. you? It's art by the artists that I want to sell and work with down the line that I want to eventually like sign and things like that. Um, how does that I just work? have to so get there. Wait, what do you mean sign? Like how galleries sign artists and they're like... I don't, ex- I don't, know, I don't ex- know how that works. Some, sometimes I have you, no can be idea like how an, you could be an exclusive dealer of an artist and be the person who other galleries have to go to to sell their work. Or you could just buy the artist's work or have contracts with them. I mean, it's like anything else. It's like people have different contracts for different things. Mm-hmm. So... Wait, but so like an, a gallery will sign an artist and then... And then they'll put on shows, they'll market the artist and they'll do all this and they'll get a percentage of what they sell for the artist. Okay. What what makes a gallery um, like good and bad? I'm assuming just like how many people come to art shows and um, things like that? Yes and no. I, I would think it's more like, the, one, the quality of your artists is huge. Like if you're selling the most elite artists in the world who have like the most hype, and I'm not talking about like Instagram hype, I'm talking about like real fine art. Is Bank is Banksy like he's Instagram big. hype or is he real he's hype? He's both. He's both. He's a genius. Yeah, he's both. Why? Why is he a genius? Because I've heard he just that. makes very impactful pieces. Right. That aren't just like it's not just like an aesthetic. It's not like decor. It's like very purposeful. And I think in art, in all art forms, not all all art forms, because there's different purposes. Like if I was making furniture, my purpose would be different than a painting. Like for furniture, it's like how does this piece interact with the space around it? Is how I see it at least. Mm-hmm. versus like a painting where like you could tell if someone's kind of like not knowing what they're doing where they're like just moving the brush everywhere if like the brush strokes are very purposeful and each mark is to to add something rather than just doing it to fill in a space. Mm-hmm. And I think like purpose is a big thing and Banksy is someone who every piece that you see from him has a purpose and a meaning and it's not just like, oh, this is cool to me, but it's like a bigger world statement that connects to people everywhere. It's very current events. Yeah, and he yeah. Can, well, he, he's good at connecting to people through them too. Right. And, and people can do things on current events and people are like, okay, that's cool and move on. And he kind of makes people see a different side of things or like from a different perspective, kind of like a stand-up yeah. comedian, like a stand-up comedian will, a stand-up comedian can make you laugh about something that you thought that you would never laugh about yeah. because he shows you a new perspective. Um, and when it comes to the brush stroke or the brush strokes thing, that's like a, a that's like an author writing a book. Um, I think who wrote Fahrenheit, who wrote Fahrenheit 451? Was it George Orwell? Hold on a second. Let me, let me see. But it's like, if you're playing piano, even you don't want to just hit extra keys 
to fill in noise. You want every Ray, key to be purposeful. Ray Bradbury. Yeah, absolutely. Ray Bradbury. So, dude, when uh, Ray Bradbury wrote Fahrenheit 451, he put it... So, he wrote, um, the like, a majority of it. Maybe, like... I think he actually wrote the full book. Then he put it away for a year. And then he, after a year, picked it back up and rewrote the whole thing. Just because he wanted everything to be perfect. It's like that. Like, I'll, I'll start paintings and I won't finish them for like six months because if I don't feel the way I'm feeling when I start it, it obviously wasn't a feeling that other people will connect with and it'll last. So to me, it's like, okay, let's just paint over this. Mm-hmm. But if I connect with it, I'm like, oh, I really still want to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's also like uh, a, a economy of, um, of like painting. It's like you want to express the most using the least amount of like of brush of brush strokes and when i say least amount of brush strokes i don't mean like the smallest number i mean the least that you need to for there not to be any extra yeah for there for, like trim the fat it's like just move purposeful and people can feel it better than if you're just doing a whole bunch of stuff and hoping they connect to it i don't know that's how i, I don't know if it necessarily makes sense what i'm saying but i think that's like a big no part it, of does. Art it does like, it does like work with purposeful. purpose yeah yeah, like like work with purpose, and then the biggest artists are going to be the ones with like a new sort of purpose or something that like hasn't been absolutely done before, which we harped on earlier. And I mean, and there's a lot of artists too who like will hire people to paint for them, and it'll be their ideas, and other people will paint it, and they will really? spend all their time. Like Jeff Koons doesn't paint all of his paintings; he has a big staff of kids who want to. A lot of people who go to art school paint for other artists. How does that work? That's how they get jobs. Like, like how would that? How so does that their work? concept, their ideas. Basically, these people are replicating their ideas, kind of. And I mean, it's them selling. It's like a brand. It's same as everything. It's like a brand. So it's like the artist becomes a brand. But that's also where like the mainstream art and like like the fine art world, that's like more like the pay to play or connections type game. But like people who are in museums and stuff. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of I feel like that's I feel like that's totally okay though, because a lot I mean, like if you are an artist, like and you have visions for art. But you don't necessarily like. You feel like someone would be better. Someone else would be better about that. I think. I think it's more. uh, I have so many ideas that I want to get out this year, so I need people to help me with it. So I'm going to hire them to do certain things that they're capable of. And I think that's totally okay. It's like outsourcing. It is. It isn't. It isn't. Like some people don't like it. Some people like. Oh, you should make every little piece of it. Mm -hmm. And some people are like, yeah, it's great. I mean, what? It's like music. Like the artist who sings it isn't always the songwriter. Right. You know, but it's their song. Yes. And they sell it under that artist. That's a very, very good so point. So it's like a similar thing. And some people are like, oh, you have... And a ghostwriter is different because they're not getting credit. But you know what I mean? It's a similar thing. Like, those are like ghost painters in a sense. How does cover... Like, so an artist can cover another artist's song. Like, um, J- J- Jimi Hendrix did All Along the Watchtower. John That's Mayer, EXO. Bo- best cover of all time. What, uh, what, who originally wrote that? I honestly Beyonce. don't know. Beyonce? Oh, shit. I, I, you know, that's one John Mayer song that I never got into. Brilliant. Really? I don't know. It's so good to me. Are you super... Do you like John Mayer a lot? Some songs. Like I don't what? listen to him too much. Yeah? I know he's more mainstream. Nah, yeah, not... Well, uh, which songs about him do you like? All the corny ones. I uh, like... Don't make me body say is it. a wonderland. Yeah, basically. Dude, I was singing um, in my car, um, My Stupid Mouth. You know that song? My Stupid Mouth. No, but a song... In trouble. A song on one of his albums that's not by him. Uh-huh. You know the Frank Ish- Ocean interlude that's on one of his albums? No. Oh, my God. Really? What really? what song? What I can pull it up. It? I don't know. I mean, here, wait, head. wait. I, let me pull, can you pull it up on my phone? Because um, yeah, I mean, it might change the mood of the podcast. I don't know if you want to play. Dude, it right whatever. Now, Who cares? Uh, we're talking about it. Here, here. Pull it up on mine. Is this plugged into like the? Yeah, 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 dude. This uh, it's uh, connected to the Bluetooth here. I'm about to start doing some prank phone calls and shit. Are you actually? <laughs> I, was, I was I was thinking about it. My but um, Hernan, my, my buddy Hernan and I have been uh, talking about potentially doing a prank phone call on a close uh, friend of ours. 
I think this is it. It's the first song. It doesn't even say Frank Ocean, but you tell me who's singing. Oh, I love this album. Oh, that might not be it. I lied. It's this. Yeah. It's the same song, but it's like... Only a nation trying to harness huge fire. Out on the beach, I, I have I have heard this. Out in bonfire. I actually love this song. So Listen, baby, yeah, I gotta get John Mayer in some clothes. So Cause he likes the dyed stuff. I know he'll like it. Yo, he does. Do you know about online ceramics? Mm, we had this talk. Yeah, yo, wait, we had this talk. We talked about we this. Texted, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we did. Yeah, yeah, we did talk about online ceramics. Yeah, no, well, yeah we did talk about it. Yes. Thing. Yeah, we talked about Dead and Company and all that. Uh huh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that. Uh, I'm not gonna grab it, but you see that tie dye one that's hung up. In front of like the reddish shirt. Yeah, yeah, that's an online ceramics one. And then I just have like a logo, like a like a, a shirt that's from online ceramics. That's just like the logo with like a caterpillar eating it leaf or some shit. It was like a sixty dollar white t shirt. Not my best purchase, but it's still awesome. I wore it to DJ like once, dude. Um, yeah, that song's about? a banger. What were we just talking about? I'm not sure. That song got me all in my feelings, dude. That the, yeah. Wait, do you like the weekend? Yeah, dude. Who doesn't, bro. I. Never got into him until I saw that movie Uncut Gems. Really? Yeah. Never got into him. You haven't heard? I don't know. The trilogy, I think it's called. The 60 song okay, project. He, he uh, in that movie, sings a song from trilogy, and I shazammed it, and I looked it up, and I loved it. I don't remember which song that it is. That entire project. Or I think it's called, like, The Morning or something. Or I don't know. But he, I think he, there were three different tapes that he just put together. Yeah, that people love that, and I've just never gotten like mega, mega, mega into it. But dude, people so love good. it. Yo, what's the best Drake album? Off the top of my head, I don't know. Off the top of my head, probably his earlier stuff for me. I don't really, I didn't really care for like Scorpion. And I mean, I, I, didn't, I just didn't listen. I like liked that. Scorpion, but I kind of, I didn't listen to like his like, most not that recent it's bad, one. But yeah, like well, who's uh, like probably like Take Care. Take Care. Yeah. Just, yeah like, take take care. That or, like something early. Honestly, right. man, that is, that's a that that's like the right answer. And there's like "Thank Me Later" and stuff. That's more like the nostalgic feel. Is why it's like, you know, like the shit from yeah. like high school. You can thank me now. Me yeah, like go that. ahead, thank me later. Yeah, I know what I said. What's that one line? What's your from favorite the, Kanye album? What's my favorite Kanye album? Um, Jesus, man. Um, my favorite, my, uh, my beautiful, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Okay. So good, it's so good. And dude, people are, people will shit on me for it, but like. I love Jesus is King. Like, it is so good. Dude, Water. If you listen to that song, Water, you can't say that's a bad song. The only one I, I play constantly <clears throat> is um Closed on Sunday. That's a good one. You, my yeah. Chick-fil-A. The video is nuts. Really? I, I mean, seen it's the video. simple. It's just, like, beautifully done. Really? Wait, yo, let's pull it up. Yeah, pull it up. It's just, like, super clean. Like, the aesthetic of it's nice. Like, the color, tone, and palette. Closed on Sunday. You my Chick Fil A. Is this it? Mm -hmm. It's it's not gonna play through the roadcaster, so we can just like watch it for like a second and comment on it. Yeah, you guys don't get to see. Sorry. Yeah, well, dude, like the whole those, family what, out in what Wyoming. Those, uh, I don't know. It looks thing. like a tank thing. I don't really know what it's called. I think I've actually seen those on like Jay Z's Instagram. Probably. I don't know. That's crazy, dude. Look, dude, look at Kanye. It's the whole fam. It is. I feel like Kim Kardashian had one kid, and then she had like a thousand kids, like out of no, in the course of like a month. Dude, what is Kim Kardashian wearing? Literally looks like an alien. So 
The Wyoming shit. Somewhat. Look at the strings on the daughter's hoodie. Dude, this is so trippy. Yeah, like it's super simple, but it's simple. I mean, it's a song like family. It's simple, but it's also like look at those insane things. Like, what the hell even are those? Look at that one. Yeah, he's doing he's doing donuts. Yeah, he brings like the whole family out and some military looking shit. Oh damn! Yeah, that's uh, that's Chris Jenner, right? Yeah. Squad. Yeah, I don't know why I love it. And then the only people who aren't really wearing like the the neutral colors are like their kids. You yeah, I mean everyone else is wearing browns and grays, and the kids are wearing red and blue. Yeah, I don't know. It's a fire. It's on some like. Uh, Like the Lion King God, shot. This is so good. Yeah, it is, it is the Lion King shot. Minus the kid. Oh, no. Wait. Yeah, minus the kid. This is so dope. Did he, did he see? Oh, shit. Like, this shot is so hard. It's It really is. Uh, people hate Kanye. He's the he's a genius. Dude, that's so hard. Right? You can, like, feel this song. Yeah. Damn. It's like a surreal feel, kind of. Yeah. It's such a simple clip. Graduation is my favorite Yeah album Dude Graduation is incredible Dude I saw um, Bro When Kanye came to uh, Right before coronavirus He came to Miami For The us uh, For uh, For like a Sunday service thing You know what I'm talking about Yeah you went Dude yeah It was so fucking There were a crazy. lot of people there There were a lot of people there Yeah and uh, this, this girl that I know Texted me um, A link to buy the tickets As soon as they dropped And I was like Sweet awesome Oh my god The ones in front Are so expensive They're $80 compared to the $20 ones on the lawn. Dude. You got the $80 one. Dude, I'm an idiot. And I got like, well, I, I purchased like a, f- a few of the $20 ones because I knew that I wanted to bring some people, but I should have gotten the $80. I should have gotten the $80 ones because it was sold out in like less than 10 hours. It's yeah. a cool experience too, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is cool. It's just crazy. To see. I'll show you some videos I after I saw this. him on the uh, Watch the Throne tour. Dude, you want to hear some Fucking shit? Nuts. I had tickets to that, but then I had a party at my house in high school and got Which grounded, one, and I couldn't go. The, Miami the one. Fort Lauderdale, or no, That's the one I went to. I don't, I don't. He remember did two which at one. the uh, the AAA, and then he did one at um in Fort Lauderdale with the Panthers. I had one at the. I had, I, had, I honestly don't remember, but yeah, I didn't go. Crazy. But but I saw the Yeezus tour, dude. Yeah, the, weren't, wasn't he? He was on like the two pillars, the two, like him uh, and Jay Z. Yeah, two big cubes with the screens all around it. Damn. They did uh in Paris like. Five to seven times or something the night yeah, I saw, and it, so it got nice. better every time somehow. It's crazy. Then you know what broke my heart as a kid? I think I was middle school. I was a big Lupe Fiasco fan. Yeah. And they did the Glow in the Dark tour together, and I was a big Kanye fan too. And I wasn't allowed to go to the concert because I was well, too young. My mom said f- no. Kidding, right? That's so whack. I know. Broke I, my heart, dude. The, see, that's what that's one thing that's always been cool about my family. Like, dude, my mom has been taking me to concerts since. It, I'm for, not gonna forever. lie. I don't know if I would have wanted my parents to take me to a Kanye Lupe concert. 
I mean, bro, if if you're in the stands and you're with your parents, I think well, my it's a, brother I think it's had friends going or something, so I was gonna go with them, or that's what I wanted to go with. How old were you? Young, like six? No, I don't know. Middle school, probably. Middle school. I don't know, man. I, I feel like shit like that. Um, just let your kid go and experience some real shit. Like, yeah, I, mom. Yeah, come on, mom. If you're listening, what the hell? Um, I, I feel like, bro, because so I, I'm not. I'm definitely not gonna name names here, but. Uh, after, so I grew up in Miami Beach, like, I, I moved out of Miami Beach when I was 11, and, like, like, my dad, like, I've talked a little bit about my dad on the podcast before, definitely showed me a lot of, like, real-life shit, like, we, 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 him, he would, like, fucking, like, we would drive to, um, to, like, Lincoln Road, and he would put on his Walkman, and by the way, this is fucking... 2005 when like iPods are out but no he had he has cassette tapes and a, pan, and a fanny pack he has his Walkman and he has like his drumsticks and he just like walks like and I'm on a skateboard like he walks all the way down Lincoln Road just like listening to whatever he's listening to and drumming on his, inner, his on, on like his inner thighs and just like kind of just walking and I'm just there like skateboarding just like a little 6th grader or 7th grader or whatever and just like we would go all the way down Lincoln Road and then all the way up Washington Avenue to like I think 4th Street which is where MIA Skate Shop is and then we would walk all the way back and it would take like six and a half or seven hours and it's like dude there you just like see so much shit when you're there like you're not in a fucking cul-de-sac in fucking Western Florida that's Miami that's like like, any city yeah it's like you like that that's like real shit that a lot of parents don't a lot of parents really, really shelter their children. And, like, me doing the podcast, a, like, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, I'm so afraid of something being on the internet forever. And it's, like, okay, but you can edit Are they edit the same it. people tweeting crazy shit and posting pictures of whatever? No, 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 they're not. They're, they're, they're not. But it's, like, you don't have to be afraid of the unknown. Like, you don't have to be afraid. Like, dude, if you come on the podcast and Explore you... Explore it. Dude, yeah, man. Like, a, a lot of people are just afraid to kind of, like, break the mold and do their own thing. Like, there, okay, there's this girl who um, I went to middle school with, and she, um, God, I'm, I feel like I'm saying um and like so many times in this podcast, which I'm not happy with. She, right out of high school, I think she went to college for maybe, like, for maybe one or two years, and then she met some dude who she was posting all over Instagram, and clearly an older dude, long hair, big beard, and she moves to another state and gets married to him while we're and, and like does like art and stuff while everyone else is in college and it rushing frats and doing all this shit. And a lot of people that I was around would talk shit and be like, I can't believe she got married to that random person and now she's just doing art and this and that. But bro, you know what she's doing now? Selling art. Like, she is living in a dope state, selling art with her husband, which is like... Sounds like a good life if you enjoy yeah, that. Yeah, which is exactly what she wants to do. Yeah, I mean, no one Yeah, knows I think what... that she was just a little bit more self-actualized than a lot of people. And nope. I feel like a lot of people don't, like, reach that self-actualization. Well, that's a fact. That's, again, the self-awareness thing is, like, knowing what you want, knowing what you want to do, seeing how you're moving, things like that. But I also think, like, again, it's back to the hater thing. Like, a lot of people just don't like to see other people doing well on their own. It's sad. I don't get why it's yeah. like that. I don't know if it's just, like, 
our generation or if it was like before us like that too? Like if haters were are, are like a, our generation thing? Bro, I have, I have a mentor of mine and he said a quote that changed my life. Argue for your limitations and they're yours. And that's a Richard Bach quote. And Richard, Richard Bach also wrote a novella called Jonathan Livingston Siegel, which I also read, which also changed my life. And I, I, I hate it when people just blanketly say it changed my life without explaining it. But it like it gave me a new perspective. Dude, argue for your limitations and they're yours. I have a buddy who hates his job so much, like so much. And like he if he wanted to, he could like I, I mean, I don't know because I, I talk shit and I'm not him. And it's like if in my opinion, if you don't like your job, just in general, this is just general information. If you don't like what you're doing, then just switch it up. People got to eat. Dude, yeah, you're right, man. People gotta eat. Like we're That's absolutely we'll true, but you can figure it out. But you can figure it out. If you don't like the situation that you're in, then you can change it. It might take five years. But if during those five years, you do everything that you possibly can do to change it, then you will change it. Or else, nothing is gonna be changed. I agree. I also think a lot of people like to say that they want something, but they don't want to put the work in to get there also. So it's like, do they really want it? Yes. Right. Are they going to actually put the work in? No. So are they going to, is anything going to change? And people keep their jobs because they need money. And I understand that. Yeah. I think that also sometimes people just need like a push. Because if I had not met my mentor, uh, I don't, I would have, I would have never read that book and I would have never heard that quote. And dude, that quote, argue for your limitations and they're yours is so real because you just fence yourself into this box. You box yourself into a box that is literally just your own imagination. Facts. Yeah, man. You can do, you can do anything. I will say Oh, damn it. Hold on. Oh, fuck. You can do anything. God, I'm so lame. I'm sorry, everyone. I do agree that some people need a push, but it's also one of those things, especially if you're not going to go work for someone else, that if you can't be the person who pushes yourself that hard, it's probably not meant for you. Yeah. There's a, there's a great uh, chart that I that, that I saw that was like, um, it was like on one axis, it was like, okay, it, I don't remember exactly what it was on the axis, on the axi, if that's the plural of axis, but everyone works when they're inspired, but it's the people who work when they're uninspired who really succeed what it is yeah also and i don't mean like oh if you're not going to be the one to push yourself because some people do need that initial push they don't know where to start um i think a big thing is also just like actually giving something a try and not just doing it once or twice but truly trying it and really trying to understand how whatever it is works like for me it was painting i hated painting at first i did it i had all this stuff like my grandpa passed away he had all this painting stuff i found he painted towards like the end of his life my mom brought it home she's like should we throw this out i'm like no just keep it i painted it was horrible when was this horrible High school. Okay. Senior, senior year high school, probably. Or like freshman year college, like around then. Probably senior year high school. No, freshman year college when I started painting. Senior year is when I was doing like ph- photography videos. Right. Stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, it was one of those things. Wow. Like, you, I just, you have to really I, I try. Didn't, I didn't can't. remember until right now that you that that you were like, that you had all the photography stuff in college. My whole room was yeah. pictures I took. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I, I, I'm going to talk shit right now, but like, I and I'm sorry to bring this up, but I, I, talk I, th- I think I remember when someone, a friend of ours, like, Maybe lost your hard drive or something oh. with a billion no, pictures just, on it. Well, just, what happened had, with that? I had um, super talented uh, Lee edit some pictures for me that I took of like 
really good Lee, pictures. Of, oh, like, Lee, um, Lee Stollers. Yo, she's killing yeah. it with yeah, like. She's, dope. she's really dope. Um, and so I had her edit some pictures for me because I didn't really know how to edit back then. I was just like good at taking pictures and like had the vision, but I, I didn't understand how the programs worked. Um, so I had her edit pictures, and so we did it for like a good hour and a half, two hours, and then someone knocked the painting off my wall, and it hit the the flash drive and broke it, and so we had to redo them. How long did it take? Did you redo them though? She didn't redo all of them. I had to redo the important ones. Okay. Damn. But yeah, no, she, I mean, she's super dope with it. She's way better now. I too. feel like some shit like that you can't really. She's a goat. Uh, I feel like some shit like that you can't really uh, control, you know? No, and you learn that, and I was pissed, but like, whatever it is, we're like, what am I going to do? Cut my friend off? Like, no. Yeah, no. Like, it is what it is. Shit happens in life. No. Like, worse shit has happened. Like, At what point in someone's artistic pursuit do you think they need to take a step back and look at what they're doing? Um, I think if you do something for like three months and you're not, not three months, if you do something for like a year or two and you're making zero progress, there's something that you have to change. What if like like and progress can be whatever? Uh, yeah, yeah. You, I was about to say. See it. I mean, like, what, what's like I don't a, know what your goals are. What's so I like can't a tell progress, you progress indicator? For you. Like, okay, for for it could be sales. It could be if you're one of those. Oh, I want to build on social media. It could be a following. It could be sales. It could be connections in real life, networking. It could be a bunch of things. What's depends progress on what your for goals art dealers? Are. Definitely um, more collaborations with artists. Are there are there some artists that you really want to collaborate with that you just like haven't done that you, that you don't know yet? Yeah, duh. Like who? Yeah. Kanye? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Pharrell? Yeah. I mean, there's, like, artists who aren't at that level who I'd also love to collaborate with. Like I'm who? taking it step by step. Yeah. Um, And kind of handling, like, what I have in front of me. And then there's some people that I, I talk to often who I definitely want to collaborate with who aren't huge. Nice. I'm definitely going to do and, some work And, uh, like, for art dealers, the, a collaboration would be, like, you making merch me, for them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could either be me making their merch or us actually dropping it as a collab, whatever they really want to do, I'm cool with. Okay. Because, again, I, like, if the Instagram is not growing, that's cool, as long as I'm getting, like, real work done mm -hmm. and learning. Like, we're so young. Like, that's why yeah. I say it could take two months to blow up. It could take 20 years. You just got to keep working. Yeah, as long as you're not, like, digging yourself in a... Like, obviously, if you're digging yourself in too deep of a hole, you should stop. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm, like, fucking 100 grand in debt, I should I should slow down if I'm, like, not making progress and I'm just going down. Yes. So it's like, that's again, like the self-awareness thing is like, you, you should be able to see what you're doing and how you're moving, or at least have somebody you trust around you who could give you that input from a different perspective if you can't see it yourself. Um, I feel like I've just been good at like evaluating myself and analyzing what I do. Mm -hmm. Dude, I, I, it's so important to have those people around you, man. Also to have goals. A lot of people, I have a lot of friends who do stuff who don't have like set goals, like write your fucking goals down so you know what you're yes. going for. People don't do that. Dude, so few people do that, and so few people journal. I, I recently but started just like I, I don't do this every night or for journaling. Yeah, so for sure. The whole goals thing is like when you're like, oh, what's a progress indicator? It's like depends on what your goals are. If your goals are to do 50k in sales, then a progress indicator would be going from zero to 20. That's good progress. Mm -hmm. You know, so whatever your goals are kind of indicates, or like the direction of your company or whatever you're trying to build and create and mm -hmm. do is kind of. But go back to journaling. My bad. Oh, no, you're good, dude. <laughs> you journal every day? No, I was about to say, I don't journal every day. I journal, like, realistically, I journal maybe, like, once every, like, six you weeks. You physically write it or use a phone? Physically write it. Like, I, I physically write it. I have so many notes in my phone from, like, normally it's, like, before bed type thoughts, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and it's definitely not a daily or even, like, a weekly thing. It could happen a lot, a lot in two days. It could happen once in a month. Yeah. But I definitely, like, write stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, dude, it's important. I've, a lot of people don't talk to themselves. And a lot of people shit on people for, for talking to themselves. Do people not talk to that? I don't believe that. There's no way someone just goes there thoughtless all day, like, not communicating with themselves. No, I'm talking legitimately, like, going, like, like talking, like, out loud talking like out to loud? yourself. Yeah, I do that. I, I do, do that sometimes. I did I that in the shower last much. night. I was, I was in the shower, and I was like, um, and this is going to sound so goofy, but I don't care. Uh, I was... Um, I imagined if like Joe Rogan asked me what Graham Radio podcast was and how I would answer it. <laughs> and, uh, That's not goofy because I've had and, those conversations. Uh, yeah. That's like one of the few times I'm talking to myself. If I'm answering a question yeah. hypothetically in my head, that would happen in a conversation that'll probably never happen if I'm with that person. But I have the answer if they ask the question. God, that is so applicable. You're so not alone there. That is so applicable to so many different aspects of my life. Like professional and personal. I mainly do it professionally. It's yeah. like, not like professionally. I'm not a professional self-talker. Uh-huh. Um, it'd be a cool job, but. <laughs> no, but you're saying you do it like, yeah, like you imagine yourself like, in professional settings. Yeah, I think it just helps me manifest my dreams more. It gives a real feel to something that makes me kind of work harder just knowing myself and kind of what triggers me to, to double down on something. Yeah. Like really commit. It's like having those fake conversations with myself and living in that fantasy world for that 10 minutes helps me get a better grasp on what I'm doing in real life. Yeah, it also lays out a foundation for your brain if you're ever in that situation. It's just it's just like playing guitar. Like, if you learn, like, a D chord on guitar, it's going to be hard as fuck. But then you're going to take, like, a three-hour break or you're going to go to bed, and then the next day you're going to wake up and be better at it. And it's the same exact thing as, like, what the hell I was doing. Like, now, if I'm ever on the Joe Rogan experience, which would be incredible, I would have a slightly better answer than, as if, I d- than if I did not answer that in the shower. Like, cause I've just answered it before. And actually while I was in the shower, just like literally talking to myself, you think you'll I went on, um, in that moment. Well, well, no, like, yes. And here's why. When I was in the shower, I went on this tangent about it that I literally like stopped myself talking. And I was like, yeah, I would not want to be saying this if I was like, if I was saying this to millions of people. I'm a, as someone who's done that and then been in a room with someone who they want to have those conversations with sometimes your mind is definitely not always where it was when you were in that shower. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're having <laughs> yeah. that conversation with yourself. Yeah, but like when you're in that shower, in like it, it like helps you a little bit. It's just like working out. Like if you if you work out, then you're gonna be stronger. Like if you like if you run through the motions before doing something, just like preparing for a job interview. I, I had a job interview a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, like what, a mock interview is gonna help you with the real interview. Exactly. Yeah, it, yeah and that's exactly what I'm saying here. And by the way, yo, you'll appreciate this, dude. I, I had the interview. But like honestly, man, like I just knew that it it would prevent me from doing this, and they offered me the job. I denied it, and it felt it, it felt good because it just sure. it just like affirmed that like this is what I want to be doing. That's how I feel. I'm like I know if I really wanted to reach out to other companies and doing this and that, I could probably get a job doing something for them, whether it's designing or you know something with like on the network business side or whatever. Yeah, but I'm like I'd rather do my own thing. Yeah. I like it so much more. Uh, well, I wonder if there's like an opportunity. It, like if an opportunity in in like in I can't sorry I'm fumbling over my words here. If you found some sort of investor to buy a ton of hoodies for you, would you give him like a small percentage of our of our dealers? If that's how it went, yeah, I could get that now. I don't really. I got other plans. Well, what's what's like preventing you from doing that? You know, like like, Is wh- that like I'm not. I'm trying to do so much more than just make clothes. Right. Like, so like I'm focused on certain things right now that I'd rather just like, handle by myself. Like what's the care. like what would be in addition I mean, to I making told clothes? You, I'm about to order like 600 hoodies. Right. Well, but that's still clothes though. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. That's why yeah. I, don't, I don't need somebody to invest. Right. I mean, I hand dye them all myself as far as the dyed stuff is concerned. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how many hoodies can you dye in one night? If I had a bigger space, a lot. 
at my my place I only do like fifteen. Fifteen, okay. In my garage, it just I mean, I mean that's fits. a lot. That's a lot per night. You can yeah. Cover and then a lot when I'm ground. doing these, I'm gonna do like fifteen there, and I'm gonna do another ten in my backyard, and like that's gonna be crazy. But um, yeah, I mean, I all I need is a bigger space, and I can do more and scale that way. But it'll happen when it happens. I mean, I have I have a lot. Do of you want to stay? Like, wh- where would you want to live? I'm moving to LA at some point in my life. As LA long as they open LA. up again, I don't really know. Dude, LA COVID, is a COVID weird place to live, dude. Like I feel like LA, the the scene there is just like gonna die. Uh, the scene's gonna die. I think in like New York before it dies in LA. I think it's gonna stay alive in New York, dude. I think. I mean, I think it's gonna stay alive in both places. I think they're both huge, huge centers of it. Yeah. I think the only way it dies in LA is if like they don't open back up. People will start moving down here. Right. Or to, or to Texas. I mean, I'm somewhere a, like, where it's open. I'm just saying Miami because it already has like a somewhat of a art culture. Yeah, well, Miami's closed as hell though. Like Miami, Is like because of COVID, it, it's very, very close. Not compared to LA, where you're not even supposed to like. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you know, it's you know, it's pretty open. And this is like, like it, when I say it's pretty open, I mean like the restrictions just aren't as crazy. Like it, which is uh, so many people will listen to me uh, say that and be like, "What the fuck? Like, why would you say that? Six feet apart at all times, masks on at all times." Which is just like, dude, I feel like if you're just being responsible, then you're good. Like that's just uh, I I got a COVID test very very recently came back negative, money. But I, yeah I don't know I I don't agree with what you just said necessarily. So what do you mean? Tell me. I mean I think you should be responsible because there are people. But wait, who, I, I said you should be responsible. But I think you should wear masks and do the six feet from for the most part. Well, I mean we're not doing that right now. But I say for the most part I'm not doing this every day. I hang out by myself and work all right. day. Right. Right. If I was with people every day I'd have a mask on all the time. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I just have a lot of older people come by my house and okay. stuff. So it's like when people, I don't know, it's just like a respect thing for those people. Mm-hmm. What's interesting though, yeah. And I hope I'm not the only one who's seen this. I see so many old people who do not give a fuck because they're like, I'm old anyways, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I swear, I'm like walking around CVS and like they wear a mask because they have to, but they're wearing it like on their chin under their mouth. I think it, I don't think it has to do with being old or young. I just think it just has to do with who you are. You know. I mean, if it's like a. Uh, the type of, of virus it is, I think definitely if you're older, like that's why you're more at risk. And this, I, I, I'm with you. I, I really, I do think that if you are around a lot of people all the time, like if you're in crowds constantly, then you need to be like smart. Some, you need to be wearing a mask all the time, constantly getting checked, like things like. If I had like a nine to five job and I was always in an office or surrounded by people, I mean, I would feel a moral obligation to. Yeah, it's not do that. about like you being sick. It's about all the people that you're going to be around. Exactly. That's dude. where it comes in. Is like, if you're by yourself all day, who cares? Like, whatever you get sick, like that sucks ass. Hopefully, you yeah. Like, get dude, literally, all, all, dude, all I do but, all day is just fucking like edit podcasts and fucking people like come through and you know, we just talk shit. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want some water? Please. All right. Yeah. For sure. I got you. All right. So for the holidays, my grandma got me uh, like this, these weird popcorn things. Here, can you pass this to me? All right, so we're looking at um, Popcornopolis, which was my nickname in high school. Was it actually? Um, no. <laughs> okay. I was like, how'd you get that one? Yeah, no. Hi, I'm Popcornopolis. So uh, this is gourmet popcorn. Ugh. God, this is so hard to open. It's tough plastic, there huh? There we go. All right, so it's like a lot of different types of popcorn. We got cheddar cheese popcorn. We got more cheddar cheese popcorn. We got caramel corn. We got more cheddar cheese popcorn. It's just the five, I think. Is it? Is it just? I didn't look at the. I didn't look. Yeah, at yeah, the, the front. front. Oh yeah, there's only five. All right, that's cool. We got kettle corn. 
Yeah, we don't got to try all of them. We got zebra corn. What is that, chocolate? Something? It has to be chocolate and white chocolate or something. Down. Here, wait, I want to take a funny picture of you holding the shit up. It's like dessert, <laughs> not even popcorn. Here, wait, wait. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> Go for it. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> we got some popcorn up in this bitch. You just took it all out the back. Why'd you take them all out the back? I don't know. For uh, for aesthetics. <laughs> a lot going on in this picture. Yeah, wait. Just hold them up. <laughs> There's a lot going on in this picture. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let me get a couple more in my hands. Can I, like, hold them, like, Wolverine popcorn? This is so silly. <laughs> 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 oh wait, wait! They're covering your face. Hold up. Uh, good. What am I holding up all this popcorn for? Yeah. Oh wait. <laughs> that's amazing, <laughs> dude. That's so funny. I love that. Okay, which one are we gonna open? Oh, I just grabbed a random damn, one. I, I gra- Are you good? Yeah, I just got smacked with the headphones somehow. Oh, which one'd you grab? The cheddar cheese. You know what I kind of like that it's similar but not gourmet. What? The white cheddar popcorn. I used to, I don't eat it anymore really, but the white when I was younger I used to like it a lot. What the fuck? Oh, you know what I'm talking about like the bag. I don't. The, white, the white cheddar popcorn. Wait, 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 let me look it up. Hold up. The white cheddar popcorn. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you who the brand is, but if I see the, uh, I don't really eat. It's kind of like artificial tasting, so it's not like to me good anymore. But white cheddar popcorn. Yeah, that. Oh my god, I haven't seen that bag in so. You know long. that's what I'm talking about though. Yo. Smart food, maybe. That might not be it. Yeah, this sort of doesn't look like it. This is it. Yeah. Why is it $19? It's a big bag. You're buying a pallet of popcorn. All right. Oh, it's 20 bags. I'm opening this. Oh, it's literally vacuum sealed shut. Jesus Christ. There's scissors in in that desk if you just open it. Oh, it's not like twisty? No, it's twi- it's twisty and vacuum sealed. Oh, it 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 the in the other one. There, there, yeah, there you go. Yeah, let me see that bitch. Let me see that bit. Popcorn like you know for apples. a fact the kettle corn's gonna be gas. Oh yeah. Seen any good movies lately? Um, I let me think. Oh my god, I saw the firm. With uh, Tom Cruise. I haven't seen it, but it's on my list. Dude, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is so good. God damn. Yo, should we Max. Yo, let's call my aunt, because she sent me this. Let's just, like, say, let's just thank her. her. Yeah. You haven't, you haven't thanked her yet? No, I haven't thanked her. I haven't thanked her. I'm going to thank her live on the pod. Here, just take it. She's going to be so happy to hear, to hear from me. Jan Rosenfeld. Popcornopolis, today's second sponsor. It's actually, yeah, yeah, yes. Popcornopolis is a low-key sponsor of the Hello. Jan, oh, Jan, how are you? I'm good. How are you, honey? I'm good. Um, you're, uh, you're live on the podcast right now. Is that okay? Are you mad at me? Um, I'm live on a podcast? What are we talking about? Popcornopolis. Popcornopolis is amazing. That's great. You got yours? Yeah, um, and I'm eating it right now with my buddy Dylan. Uh, Dylan, say what's up to my aunt. How are you? Thank you for the popcorn. 
You're welcome. My my mother was looking for a popcorn gift for her grandchildren, so I helped her find that. And wait, it's so wait, delicious. It comes with a- wait. N- Nana specifically asked for a popcorn related gift. Yes, that's so she funny. To send everybody gifts. I know. Well, because Poppy always made popcorn, so she's like, I want to send everybody gifts, popcorn gifts. So I helped her find that on uh, Amazon, and um, yeah. But it's always delicious. That zebra flavor is really good. Yeah, I'm eating the cheddar cheese one right now. It's actually so good. Oh, it is? Yeah, 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 it's fantastic. All right, Aunt Jan, I love you. I'll talk to you later. Talk to you soon. Bye. (laughs) You didn't expect to get that deep, huh? Nah, I thought I I wanted to keep it light. (laughs) Yeah, it got deep quick. Yeah, it did. Oh, my God, dude. It's so good. Yo, let's open another one. So do we do zebra? I'm down to do zebra. Have you seen any good movies recently? <laughs> um, this, watched, po- this podcast Ma is Rainey's, really uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom the other night on Netflix. Yeah. Just came out. That's um, Chadwick Boseman's last film. Oh shit! What's it about? I mean, I don't know if it's a lie. I think it is. Um, it's about like a singer in the 1920s, an African American singer, Ooh. and like them recording a song. But it just shows like it's a good movie. Are they just like? Are they just like? Are they just out, like, like in the studio? It's like them and kind Tim- of, but and like, like Timbaland. It's pretty good acting. It's um. Nice. Yeah, he has a uh, like a monologue pretty early in it, and it's like, it gets real. Have you ever acted before? Um, when I was doing that thing in college, what I was filming? Um, like a YouTube thing. I don't even want to say. It. I don't even care about that. Bro, but, um, no, I'm a bad actor. This feels super thick. It's so crunk. It's so like you can tell how much sugar there is on it. Yeah, but that shit's so good. What is it? It's like chocolate and caramel. It's yeah. It's got to be. Oh my god! Yeah, this is dessert. Bro, this cheddar cheese one is crazy. It's kind of addicting. Yeah. I'm doing this, um, like, yeah, just fuck, keep it, whatever. Um, I'm doing this, like, fitness challenge with this other podcaster, this dude, Julian. He's a New York comedian. Every day for 100 days. Today was the first day. Um, we did, uh, we do 100, 100 push-ups and five minutes of planking. And, bro, before bar prep, I was so good with push-ups because none of the gyms were open because of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So I was good with push-ups. I was ripping them out. But, dude, I, 100 push-ups today killed me. Like, I literally could not do... Sh- I, I, the way that I do them is I do 10 push-ups a minute for 10 minutes. So, like, like, oh, like zero, zero, zero. We'll I get su- what you're saying. Yeah, like, every, every time I hear a ding... I do 10 push-ups. And yeah. dude, like, I literally had to split it up into five and five at the end. Because I haven't done push-ups in so fucking long. Yeah, this one is, like, too much, I think, for me. Here, bro. The zebra? I got from these cheddar. You want? I'm going back for the cheddar. The or I'm, go- I'm going back for the zebra. It's so much. They're just listening to us eating popcorn. Yeah, literally. Goes perfect with this gin. Dude, Harry Blues Gym, baby. Oh, my God. They send you all that? Huh? They send you all that? Nah, I bought it. Okay. Yeah. I, I respect it. Yeah, man. Because, like, I don't know. I, I I wanted to have a lot of it. Like, I got one for free, but. Nah, I respect it. Mm-hmm. got to earn the sponsorships. They'll come. Yeah, exactly. If you were to be sponsored by any company, what would it be? It's a tough question. There's a lot of different ways to look at it. Talking about any company in the world? Yeah. Like, I need to think about it. Um, 
Can it be like a conglomerate or does it have to be like a specific brand? Any company for any reason. Like, I don't know. There's a lot. Like, you could think of like... Yeah, this think is of, like, too something much. Like this. Like, this way... This is too much. Yeah, this is too sugary. Um, Like, this isn't it, but this is what came to my head. But like, Louis Vuitton, Moet, Hennessy, like the parent company that owns like Louis, Louis, Louis Vuitton and then also Moet and Hennessy and a whole bunch of shit. They own so much. So it's like, I would be a, definitely like a parent company like that. I got to pick where I then have all these other free. And then they would be them. like sending you stuff from to all tie-dye? their brands. Oh, you're talking about for clothes. I mean, I don't you know said a sponsorship. I'm just like I want free shit from all this. Mm. Oh, yeah. What work? I was imagining is more like like they're working with you, like a collab thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be cool. I mean, obviously, like in that case too, like Louis would be dope, but that wouldn't make sense really for them. Um, it might, dude. Who knows? Oh. Yo, have you seen the the new Gucci line, uh, not fake? Do you know what I'm talking about? That dude, that's so hard. Damn, bro, this popcorn is crazy. I gotta think about that to be honest. I mean, because there's like a lot that I would want to, but I'm also like really happy with what I got going on. So I don't even think too much of like what ifs. I just think of like right now. Um, Right. But again, like, it would be dope. I could collab with Yeezy for the Gap stuff, like, and be in, like, a big store and do all that. That'd be if cool. If you were to, like... Like, collab with, like, the NBA and dye a bunch of jerseys and this and that, that'd be yo, sick. Yeah, let me ask some. If, you're, if you had, like, a goal to collab with Kanye, like, how... about how, a lot, huh? I mean, like, how would you go about it? I don't know. Like, to put yourself in front of Kanye. Like, I feel like Kanye would... Uh, Kanye appreciates, like... He, he appreciates Jesus. Maybe if you, like, started a church or some shit and everyone was wearing tie-dye. No, I would not do that. I'm, I'm Jewish. Damn. Start a temple. I'm sure he's inclusive. He doesn't, he doesn't hate Jews. The cheddar one was actually really good, guys, if you're listening. Still. Yo, the, yo, the cheddar one is crazy. I'm going hard on these zebra ones, though. Yeah, that was too much. That's a lot. I mean, I don't know, man. I feel no, like if I could you... collab with, like, any brand, um, it would be dope to do something with, like, the NBA. You know, where I could do different colorways for the teams. Dude, that Things would be like nuts. That. Yeah, so something like that would be cool. What would be like also, a dope Also, like, if I could, like, way. do something with, like, a, uh, like, even, like, like an Obama collab type thing would be sick. You know, someone like that. Like, a, a not necessarily a politician, but someone like a who's t- like for a tie up and proper. I mean, it could be clothes. It could be whatever. Uh-huh. It could be briefcases. I don't know. Right. Whatever we think of, but... Um, it, it could be someone like that where it's like a little bit someone who has a huge brand and following, but it's a little like Different. outside of my demographic normally, right? Like a little older crowd, whatever, like an Oprah collab. Like, oh, an Oprah, Oprah collab would be crazy. You know what I mean? So like there's people like that. Oh um, my God, dude. If Oprah was wearing art dealers one day, it would be like, it would be nuts. Photo shoot her and Gail King. Boom. Oh Just my kidding. God. I don't know if Gail King has hate and shit in the world. I really don't follow that. Wait, uh, Gail King is um who's Gail? I know it's like I Oprah's, have no idea. I just know she needs to be with her because my mom. But it's loves a that stuff. but it's a women. It's a she. Gail is a female. Female. Okay. Did, I, did you ever did you ever watch Oprah? My mom did. I didn't really watch. But like you were in the room with her when when I was when younger. Was yeah. on and stuff, dude. I, I, see, I never watched that show in its prime, but I'm aware of like how crazy it got. Like it would be sick to do. A she was like, with, like she was Mr. Beast. A, a little bigger, but yeah. Well, no, I mean, but, I don't like, know. I guess Mr. Beast shit. is fucking huge, so I can't say that. I mean, she was kind of, she's kind of, she was kind of doing the same shit. But yeah, no, Mr. Beast is fucking huge. Uh huh. Oh, um, I take back what I just said. Dude, talk, <laughs> dude, talk about proper marketing. Yeah, there's videos of him from like 2014 where he counts to a hundred thousand. 
Do you know what team I'm talking about here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. And he just has like a live stream of it. Yeah, it's just a live stream of him counting. And I mean, it's also a consistency and hard work thing. He's done it for years uh-huh. and years. It's not like an overnight success story. Like, right. That shit doesn't exist. Yeah, there's like stats. It exists there. if you get lucky, but if you get lucky, you're not going to last 50 years. There's like stats out there that like, um, I think David Dobrik, uh, well, I, I feel like I, I said, I just said that name so like fratty. David Dobrik, like, meh. Um, that that David Dobrik, the and the influencer dude, I think he put out maybe three thousand videos on YouTube before he got any traction. That makes sense. Yeah. No, like I don't know. I don't. I don't believe in the whole overnight success thing. It's like you might only see the overnight thing. You might just not know who they are one weekend, and then they're huge all of a sudden. Right. Like but I guarantee, too, like Lil Pump got huge out of. But nowhere. it happens sometimes. But do you hear about him a lot now? Lil Pump, no. So I mean, I'm not saying he's not smart and might not have a comeback type thing or whatever, but like. How long does that buzz last? Like, do you want a buzz or do you want real supporters, real? Yeah, actually, followers? me, um, Angelo and I talked about this. Um, like, the positives and the negatives of having like a one-hit wonder or something is like you're really, really popular for a while. But if you just like slowly grow your brand, then you're gonna have super loyal people. Now, I will say, if someone's done it for two, three years, four years, five years, whatever, and then they have that one hit. They're prepared to follow that one hit up. Now, yeah. if you just start and you get that one hit, you're not prepared to do anything after. So you're kind of living off that buzz as long as you can, and you're hoping that you come up with something in that meantime. So there's different ways to look at it. Which Lil Pump did not do. I mean, when he did the Trump thing, he went viral. Well, because he was supporting Trump. Is that what? Is that what it was? Yeah, he like talked at one of their events or something. Bro, I feel like that's got to be like a publicity stunt, dude. On both sides. I mean, maybe yeah. not pump size. I mean, honestly, I mean, no, nah, I don't want to say that. <laughs> I can't say that. So what? But most most it, presidents I would definitely love to talk to whether I believe in all their beliefs or not. Like, it's just interesting. Like, you don't get to talk to world leaders too often. So, like, Dude, I've been saying for a long time, like, I'm not a fan of, yeah, I'm fucking so gross. Like, like Jesus. This guy's licking the mic. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm licking my fingers in front of the mic. I've been saying that for a long time that, like, I mean, I'm not a Trump supporter at all. But I'd love to go out to dinner with him. Because I feel like he would just be so entertaining. Yeah, no, I kind of feel you. I just don't want to be recorded saying that. I mean, bro. <laughs> no, it's like, like talking to anyone in that position. It like, would you just can learn. be, like, and it would be also... like a movie to just like watch him go. Yeah, to just talk to a world leader of any kind is kind of crazy. Yeah. It's like, I would, I, I feel like he would be hilarious. If, if you were just out to dinner with him and he was not talking about politics, he was just talking about like stuff in general. Yeah, like if you're talking about him 30 years ago... Oh, that, I mean, instead of now, I mean, I don't know. I I honestly don't know. My hands are all sticky. Yeah, I mean, you dude, could, if you could have dinner with one person, who would it be? Um, can it be a dead or alive? Yeah. Um, my immediate thought goes to Jerry Garcia. I'd have to, yeah, yeah I'd have to say Jerry Garcia. What about you? Super sentimental. Probably my grandpa. Nice. He died when I was younger. Well, now I'm a douche, huh? No, you're not a douche. <laughs> no, if we're talking someone like like that, like I would love to have a dinner with like a Jay-Z. That would be very cool. We'll do what? P. Diddy. Dude, that'd be cool too. That would be cool. Yeah. Or like, I mean, I don't know, man. I feel like living right now, I'd probably want to go out to dinner with John Mayer. Like he, he would He's got to have some crazy stories. Oh my God, man. You ever watch his podcast thing that he does on Instagram? Oh, um, fantastic! He what's it called? Uh, what's it called? The rainbows and stuff. I don't know yeah. what it's called off the top of my head. Oh, he I used to know job. what it was called. It's so funny. Yeah, he does it really well. Yeah, he's dude. He's so funny. Well, dude, I'm down to end the podcast. I feel like we've gone along. We're about to hit an hour forty. 
All right. We're we solid, dude. Again another time. I'll bring some more beers. We can eat some more popcorn. Dude, I'm down, man. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, you want to give some shout outs to people? Or just yeah, tell no, people where to go? Thanks for having me. Um, if you want to check out my work, it's at the art dealers, at sign, T-H-E-A-R-T-D-E-A-L-R-S. There's no second E in dealers. So at the art dealers or my personal at Dilco, D-Y-L underscore C-O. Um, and yeah, if you want to talk about anything, message me or don't. Either way. Amazing. Cool. Well, um, yeah, thank you, Levi. Of course, dude. Thank you so much for coming in. Um, this has been a fucking, this is honestly not what I was expecting. I, I was expecting, like, I was expecting, like, a lot less, like, marketing stuff. But, like, I dude, know. I told you I don't want to talk too like, much about work, what I'm doing. No, no, but, no, like, no, a I, bit, like, no. And, live. yo, that's totally fine. Like, that's totally fine. But, like, I didn't realize that you were about to take the pod, the, the podcast to school, dude. I mean, honestly, a lot of people probably won't agree with a lot that I say. Um, I just have a different outlook on it, and it's worked for me to get me to where I'm going. So it depends on what their goals are, if it's going to work for them. Um, so what I told you kind of off when we were talking. Yeah, man, that's it's a like fact. everyone has different goals. So it's like, yeah. as long as you're working towards what you want to work towards, you know, keep doing it. Dude, 100%. Well, Don't let anybody uh, tell you not to. Yeah, exactly. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, check out the post-game mixes. Um Promo code for gin is GRP. I love you. Peace.